0: Hello everyone, and welcome to 1v1 with Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, Celeste Roberts of Nintendo PowerBlock and another Zelda podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jesse Douglas, co-founder of Boss Rush Games, co-host of the Boss Rush Podcast, contributor on Arsenal X, the Xbox Podcast, a musician. Did I leave anything out, Jesse?
1: Mm, no, not really. <laughs> that was I, I kind of. I'll be. I'll be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I try to be wherever I can be. If I if I have like a day off or something, and a show is being recorded, and I can join them, I'll try to. But yeah, that that's pretty rare. So, but <laughs> yeah, I used to you used to be on Pow Block when we did it on the weekends. But like you know, like I just kind of. I don't. I don't. I'll be. I'll be honest. I don't get on my switch as much as I'd like. Uh, these days, so it it really didn't fit for me to still be on that show because I honestly don't have a whole lot to talk about, so.
0: I understand. It's it's hard <laughs> whenever yeah. you get older to find time to sit down and concentrate on a video game.
1: Yeah, and uh, lately, like, I've, the kids have, like, uh, sw- swimming and karate class, and I
0: actually have oh, wow. been,
1: I've actually been uh, just playing uh, the... X xCloud on my phone while I'm waiting for them to be done. So I've been getting a lot of use out of that lately. So,
0: Oh, that's awesome. Isn't technology yeah. great? You can do that yeah. on your phone?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty nice.
0: <laughs> well, what are some of your earliest memories of video games? I'd love to know what got you into video games, what got you started, maybe what systems or games yeah. you remember.
1: Yeah, so um, actually my 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 grandparents um, are, are pretty much co- are 100% to, uh, to blame, I guess you could say for, for, my, for, for my love of games. Cause yeah, my, my grandpa, um, uh, he, you know, like the, both of them now have, have passed away, but they, they, like my grandpa was, uh, was a very, um, big, uh, adapter of technology and stuff. So, so he actually when I was uh, I think I was like 4 or 5 when I got my first console um he he had gone to uh to some I don't know if it was just a rummage sale or or what it was exactly but he he had went somewhere and he bought just a whole box of all different old school consoles like it just I mean box full of them like there i think he had like 3 or 4 ataris in it and a ColecoVision. vision and wow. so um i he let me take one of the ColecoVisions, visions or the the ataris and and the ColecoVision vision home for myself and so i i would play on those a lot and um actually like before before i had gotten those you know like i i have some you know vague memories of playing stuff in the arcades um and one of the one of my very first early memories is my my sister had to go to the to a big hospital in one of the bigger cities outside of where we live um to go to the the child hospital because she had to get her tonsils removed um wow like it, it was like a like a emergency thing because it was like blocking her her ability to breathe and stuff they were actually oh,
0: wow. so like
1: inflamed and something was wrong so so she had to go to the hospital and we stayed at a Ronald McDonald inn
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which which the, the usually they're you know they're linked to hospitals and then it gives you kind of a fun place for families to stay and so there they had a they had a big um a arcade there that was just absolutely free. You just press start, and you could play whatever. And one of my favorite games at that arcade was the uh, the Popeye uh, game arcade oh, wow. game. And and it was one of those where it just like looks like a little like a little table that you sit at, and then it's just a flat sur- like a flat surface and a screen on it, and then you look down into the into the table and you're playing it while you're sitting at it like a regular table. And so I just remember just absolutely loving that game. And then later down the line, when my grandpa gave me those consoles, um, one of the games that, that he had for the Coleco vision was that, that Popeye game, that same one that was the arcade one, uh, which also is on NES and stuff, I believe as well. But, um, so yeah, so I just played that all the time and, and, um, I'm trying to think of some like Pitfall and stuff I played on Atari. Pitfall? I, I still I think to this day I will I will die by my words that that first original Pitfall is still the best Pitfall game ever made. Like okay,
0: so you think it's better than the mine Adventure for SNES?
1: Yeah, I didn't. I I just it was such a change. I just oh, didn't. Yeah. Really, I just didn't like the direction they went with, with it. I I there was just something about that very simplistic original version that that was just perfect in my opinion so yeah I I never really never really was interested in that newer one but yeah like I just yeah I loved like all those kinds of games during that time and and the CLECO vision was such a weird you know console like you know because like the controller was basically like a big phone with like a, a turning knob on it You know and like you know You had the, all the numbers and stuff Like on a phone And uh, and yeah it was It was a really interesting weird You know thing to own And uh, I think Actually I think my grandpa also Had one of the Original Pong things I think Was in that box as well where it was Just oh. the, the little dock with the Two controllers that you You know would connect to it so you could play each other. So,
0: wow, that's really so, yeah. awesome.
1: So yeah, I got to play a lot of those those very very early, you know, like consoles that really really made you know kind of got it, the ball rolling on on that kind of stuff being in the house. And then yeah, so that like that that's kind of how it started. And then, um, eventually, uh, not you know shortly after that, um, because I think it was only like a maybe that year or a couple of year, or maybe a year later after the master system came out, uh, my grandpa bought me that as well. And so then that like, and that was the console, like that, like at the time just blew me away how great the graphics were. And, and like, it was just so cool having, uh, I had the one that had, um, Safari hunt and, um, it was, I forget what it was called like out outrunner it was like a it was a motorcycle game similar to that outrun game where you you know like in the arcade you drive and it's the like car and you just had the the shifter that either went forward or backwards yeah. yeah. yeah it was like that but it was a it was a motorcycle game and both of those games were built into the system because like the master system was was the first game well outside of pong the first game like console that had games built into it so when you all you had to do is turn it on and then it would this menu would pop up of those games that are built into it and you could pick which one you wanted to play and uh and it came with the light gun and stuff and that and so i played that a lot um
0: so it was more the, your grandpa than your your parents
1: yeah yeah wow parents, yeah no, yeah my well that's pretty cool like, yeah and then like you know eventually in our house like my grandpa was the first one to get a computer for at the house at his at their house and stuff so we we would always be excited to go over to you know our grandparents and be able to play on the computer and play like you know like all because they had the um dos or whatever computers they didn't they didn't have an apple computer but I I did use Apple computer in elementary school. We got to play like uh, Oregon Trail and stuff like uh-huh. that, but um and number munchers and all those kinds of fun games. But uh, but yeah, like so we did eventually too, like get a computer and I did a lot of computer uh, playing games on computer for a while there too. But um yeah, like but my grandparents, I mean like. When the Game Boy came out, they got a Game Boy for at the house, you know, and they they bought a whole bunch of games for it for us kids to play and and stuff like that. And so like my yeah, my grandparents were always like when new technology came out, they would you know, my grandpa would always be interested in getting it and having it at the house, you know, for him, but also for, you know, for us kids as well. So. Yeah, we were really lucky that that we had uh, our grandparents were were early adopters of technology. So I kind of got to see a lot of that, that early stuff, you know, like right when we were really little already. So
0: so but, your, yeah. your love of video games goes back to some of the yeah. OG systems. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: the, yeah. Some of the, yeah, the very beginning. Because, yeah, I did even play that Pong game too. Sometimes if no one was there, though, I'd have to... You know, play both sides.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of like playing oh, tennis with yourself, yeah, or, yeah. like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or
1: something. <laughs> yeah. Run from <laughs> one side to the other. Yeah. Well, is...
0: That's a way to get in shape, I would say. If you have to do yeah. that.
1: Yeah. You'd probably get sick of that pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, you know, like I've, so I've always just had a blast playing, uh, video games since, yeah, like, I was really little, so, and throughout the, throughout time, you know, I've got, I, um, mostly, I didn't really get a Nintendo system, actually, until, like, uh, what would it have been, like, the, the 64, I think, would have been the first Nintendo console that I actually bought, because I, I, uh, yeah, the master system, which was the, the, you know, the original, before it was the Sega Genesis, you know, like that was, that was their main console. They're like their first one and, uh, and then yeah, and then I kind of stuck with Sega a little bit. I, you know, got the game gear and, and, and then eventually dreamcast, which is still to my, to this day is still one of my favorite consoles of all time. Like it was just, you know, it was great being a a lover of arcade games and that was like the console that played arcade games as you know close to as how well it plays on the arcade it basically was a one to one but you being able to bring those games into your your house basically you know
0: What were so. some of the games on Dreamcast that you remember loving a lot
1: Um well there i always I've always loved Echo the Dolphin like that game um that I believe I had that on Dreamcast, but, but I mostly, honestly, around the time that the Dreamcast came out, um, I was playing like, uh, the, the Code Veronica, the Resident Evil. And, and, uh, I was playing like the Tekken games and, you know, like fighting games and stuff I was into at that time. Um, Crazy Taxi was like, that was, that was like the best that was the best way to play crazy taxi was on the dreamcast because it was uh it was an exact uh replica of the the uh arcade version so
0: oh wow and was it the dreamcast controller or system where you could see your stats for certain games. Yep,
1: yep. It had the it had the memory cards that had a little screens on them that were actually very similar to like Tamagotchis yeah. and stuff.
0: Uh-huh. Where
1: where you there was actually certain games would load games onto that that you could play on it because when you pulled it out like when you put it in the controller all you could see is the screen and the little like the little hole that was in the, the controller, you could see the screen that was on it. But when you pull it out, it had a little tiny mini, mini D-pad and then two little uh, gray buttons. And so, like, yeah, so some games would actually load stuff on there and some, like, there were, like, a Tamagotchi-type kind of thing where there was, a like, a, a character, little character thing on there that you had to take care of and things like that. So yeah, like they, like it was cool. Yeah, it was like, it was, I just remember like that, you know, like that was such a big deal. Like that was such a neat, like, you know, like feature to have where you make the, you know, make the memory card more than just a piece of plastic you shove in it, you know, to save something and actually, you know, make it functional itself was such a, a neat idea. And of course, the Dreamcast was the first console to actually have a browser on it. So you could actually, you know, surf the internet right from your console, you know, like, like to this day, I, I call the, the Dreamcast, the, the pre-Xbox, because, you know, it was, uh, it, it was actually Microsoft helped them make that console. Like they uh, they ran a window. They, they made a special win uh, version of windows for that console. And, um, and so, like, you know, that's why I think uh, Sega and them have kind of had a, a decent uh, relationship as they kind of were there in the beginning, you know, the beginning. And then when Dreamcast kind of failed uh, and Sega decided to drop out of the consoles, then the Xbox came along and they adapted the the Dreamcast's kind of look and, you know, and, and way that it plays and and everything and they kind of took their place you know and then sega of course you know said hey you know we'll we'll let you have uh some sega exclusive games for that main x for the first xbox since they kind of had already had somewhat of a partnership so
0: you just so that... answered some questions <laughs> i've always wondered that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so that yeah that's kind of how that happened is they you know like they they were like, you know what, we're not doing consoles anymore. But, you know, and then uh, Microsoft was probably like, hey, you know, like we're making a, our own console and, you know, and they probably were, you know, like I said, had had contact with them and they're probably like, you know what, like would we be able to, you know, like have some of your games and release them for as exclusives. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that's how that kind of worked out is they just sort of like, yeah, we're not doing consoles anymore. You know, like why not?
0: <laughs> That's so you know, cool. And at the,
1: yeah, and at the time the Xbox was way more powerful than you know than the PlayStation and stuff because they kinda came out a little bit later and and you know, really wanted to just basically make like a PC inside of a box and and uh which like I've there's some things out there where you can that you can watch and stuff where they talk about like more a deeper history of that <laughs> stuff, but it's there's kind of a funny story behind how they made it they literally just took computer parts that they had laying around and threw it together and made something and and said hey you know like let's just reproduce this and and uh that's basically how the xbox was made is they just threw some parts that they had laying around together and and they made it you know made it work so so would you
0: say the is the xbox your favorite console (laughs) like each iteration of it
1: yeah um i i think i think the thing is is like with the xbox you know being like the first console to really do like the online gaming you know like on the same level as what you could do on pc is really what what um you know kind of made me stick with them Uh is they've they've kind of been doing that longer long enough now that and kind of perfected it that you know, like it's kind of been the way, you know, like I nowadays, you know, with COVID and everything too, it's even more so, but like, I don't, I don't really get a chance to, or not really that I don't get a chance, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not a person who's super interested in and trying to find new friends. If I make new friends, I'm, you know, I'm Completely fine with that, but by I'm not,
0: chance, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I, I've always been where like I like to just have a little small group of you know really close friends, and that's all I need. You know, I don't need to you know go out looking everywhere for for more friends, but like
0: you know, like it, kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the, you you do that to get in a relationship and hopefully get married. I don't need to be doing that more than than once hopefully well
0: you have you have your you have your wife you have your kids you have your family you have have us (laughs) so it's but as you get older it's it's harder too because you start to value quality over quantity with friends
1: Mm -hmm. i find definitely definitely i've yeah, because I've I've had some friends that you know, like I was, they're you know people that I'm glad that I I met and you know, and I've you create you know memories and things like that. But I've also had some friends that it's probably best that I didn't bring that friendship much longer than it was mm-hmm. because I I not really would have brought me in a good in a good place or I may have been you know into you know, getting into things that, that I don't need to be getting into and things like that. So, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's just nice to have people that, that, you know, and that kind of similar to you and, you know, and you don't need to, to, well, one of the things that's so hard too, is like when you get, as you get older, and we were just talking about this with my sister today is, Um, She used to live with a bunch of people and and I used to live with them and we all would hang out. And the more friends you have, the more opportunities you have of of uh, having to be disappointed that you can't like plan something or, you know, or, you know, plans fall through. And it's like, you know, like it's such a bummer as you get older when you don't always have the, the kind of time that you would love to have for. To give everyone the attention you know that you feel like they they deserve or whatever so in that way too sometimes it's nice not having too many friends if you already are spreading your time thin so
0: yeah that's that's a really really great point that you guys bring up i know that my best friends that i have in my life are the kind of people where we could go a few weeks without talking just because of (laughs) life but we can pick mm-hmm. up right where we left off.
1: Yep, it's the same. Same with my 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 uh, best friends that I have, you know, that I go and do stuff with. Um, but like tonight after after this, one of my friends were, you know it's so easy now we can just go online and we can do stuff and talk and and whatever and it, you know and it's fine that way too you know and so so the Xbox is kind of you know got got that kind of world going pretty quickly. You know, because at the time, too, like, you know, like, chatting on, on AIM or on Yahoo Messenger wow. and all that stuff was so big. And to be able to now, you know, not only just chat with other people around the world, but to be able to actually sit and play, like, full-on, you know, console games with them over the Internet was such a cool thing. And, and so, yeah, like, I've just always been that's kind of always where my heart's been is with the uh, the Xbox stuff. And don't get me wrong, I love Nintendo and stuff too and like and PlayStation like PS1 and PS2 I've put a lot of time into those consoles. Um but but Xbox has kind of always offered all the things that I that I needed or felt like I wanted in a console, you know. Um when for those times when I couldn't be together with friends in person or whatever then we could just do it online so
0: i think that's so important for mental health in pre-pandemic too but especially right now that's that's how we connect to so many people and we can it it can be a moment of respite where we just let's focus on this game let's have an escape from all the heaviness of 2020
1: yeah yeah (laughs) which you know some things in it have so far gotten a little better and there's some promising news of, uh, vaccines possibly mm-hmm. coming before the end of this year. But, but yeah, like overall this, you know, this year is, it's both felt way longer than it, than it has at times. And at the same time, it's like, you think, I can't believe it's already November already. <laughs> like, yeah, where did like this year go?
0: It's crazy. <laughs> I like, I, I blink and I think oh my gosh it feels like just yesterday it was March and April and I'm sitting out on my patio with my switch just getting into the Easter portion yeah. of Animal Crossing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's almost like it's almost like that like when people uh experience trauma they just completely black it out of their yeah. mind <laughs> it's like maybe it's just what we've been uh like just all trying to not not remember <laughs> and that's why it seems like it it never yeah. happened.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's a little heartbreaking with the holidays too, because yeah. we're, we're so conflicted, you know, like, do mm-hmm. we spend time with people we don't see very often in close quarters? How do we, yeah. and, and there are a lot of tensions. Like it's fine if it's, we don't mind close family members, like parents, but extended mm-hmm. family that you don't see very often and also yeah. with the with the climate right now with everything going on sometimes you don't hear yeah. sure everybody's opinions on everything well,
1: yeah and you know and like this is the situation we're in um normally um my my wife's family will all come from upper michigan to to wisconsin for um for uh thanksgiving but we're like you know like it's it's kind of worse here than it is where they're from so we're, we're just kind of like, well, why don't you guys just um, stay there this year and don't bother coming here, you know, and, and worrying about that. And because we're all going to be getting together for Christmas, you know, but we're going to go there to get together with them for Christmas. So so it's like we'll just kind of do our thing with my my family this year for thanks, Thanksgiving and then do Christmas, you know, with her family like we normally do so.
0: That'll probably be a little bit less stress for you guys too, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because
0: like, I'm sure it's the same thing. For years, it's been, okay, go to one person's side for lunch, go to the other person's side for dinner, and yeah. you don't really get a chance to breathe.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I always, I'm a strong believer in the vacation from a vacation because it's always that, you know, that last day, like when you get back, it's like, oh, I could really use tomorrow off yet. But just to do nothing because I had fun. It was a fun time. I'm glad I did that vacation with family. But man, like I'm still war- it, it wore me out and I just need a uh, day to just kind of relax before I go back to work.
0: <laughs> You're making me you say day after vacation. So are you are you guys big on the Black Friday shopping?
1: Um, I've, I wouldn't say I'm like super big on it. I have gone. It's more for the experience. Honestly, I, a lot of times didn't even have, you know, I'll tell you what, it's the best way to do it. Just if you want to want the experience, but don't want to have to wait in line for three hours to pay for something. Just go experience it. Plan on not buying anything, and you know, like you're, you'll you'll get the best parts of it—the the people watching, oh and the... <laughs> it.
0: it's
1: like, oh you oh you've been waiting in line for three hours. Well, bye. I didn't. I'm not getting anything. So enjoy all that. <laughs>
0: are there any Are there any games, regardless of Black Friday deals or anything? Are there any games? that have either recently come out or that will be coming out very soon that you are interested in getting?
1: Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's all, there's always a bunch on Switch, but my problem is is I do do a lot of, uh, um, you know, waiting for games to go on sale, but unfortunately that doesn't always happen with Nintendo games um, because, like, I, I really, really want to... I've never played... Or, yeah, I've never played Pikmin 3, um, but i like pikmin is my personal favorite franchise in, in of nintendo's it's that and zelda like uh-huh. pikmin and zelda for me are like my absolute favorite like franchises of nintendo like i still i'll never forget that first the, getting that first pikmin i was just so in love with it like instantly such a great game and it's just you know it's so like it was basic and it, you know, and like just no. very, you know, obviously family friendly and, but, but at the same time, it was just so much fun and just goofy. And, you know, like, I, I feel like the, the, the rabbits kind of uh, thing is, is kind of similar to it in some ways, but, but I, but yeah, the, I never got to play the third one. Um, I did play the first and the second one, but, yeah, so I, I want to get that. I was glad that it was coming to Switch, but I just, right now, I just don't have the extra money. And Christmas is, you know, less than or like a month away now, almost. And so it's like, yeah, I don't really want to be spending too much money right now.
0: It all adds you know?
1: up. Yeah, and leave <laughs> options for people when they ask what I want for Christmas. I can be like, this or that, you know. So
0: are you b- yeah. really big on, um, the indie games or digital downloads on the switch
1: um yeah i do i do like try to go i haven't recently um just because i'm, I'm afraid to look and because i don't want to spend money but i i absolutely love going on their deal section and like sometimes you find some really really good uh indie games for like three dollars on sale or something and and you know like you get surprised at how good something is but like um yeah, like the the Switch though is definitely like my indie machine. Like if there's a really really good indie game, it's most likely on the Switch and that's a lot of times the best place to play it. Like, you know, Golf Story um is one of the best and I think they're making a second one to that now. Oh, wow. So, um yeah, Golf Story was an amaz- is an amazing game or um like I mean Dead Cells I I have on Xbox, but that's a game that I would like to eventually own on switch I feel like I would play it more there mm-hmm. um you know yeah things like that i I just feel like the switch is like just perfect for and there's just some games that you're like yeah that's a switch game and all mm-hmm. no, that one I'd rather have on Xbox or whatever and so yeah, I I definitely love the Switch. I just wish they would bring back the Wii the Wii Sports stuff for it, because that would just, in my opinion, if they had that, they would have everything that anyone could ever need. Because <laughs> got- I love the bowling game.
0: Oh well, I have good news for you. Do you guys have the clubhouse games? Yes. Okay, so they do have bowling on there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, and I did try it, but I a little bit but mostly the kids did. I, I set it up for the kids, but yeah, I need I need to actually go on there and like actually try that myself a little bit. So yeah, because I do play that, but I, I've kind of dropped off of it recently just because like I said, I, I've um some of the, the stuff that they've added on Game Pass that I've been playing on my phone just recently. So that's kind of been eating up my uh, my handheld time. So yeah
0: what have you been playing uh, on game
1: pass recently um um i've been playing the uh gears tactics okay. uh which is so that was the one that's kind of like a um like a diablo or well not not diablo it's more it's more like a like mario rabbids but only in the gears gears of war world basically so like you're you know you're moving your characters into position and then doing your you know your moves uh, to go through your turn and then they go and do their turn kind of thing uh-huh. a turn a tactical you know turn-based game and and that game is a lot of fun it's it's really especially uh like that that's a game that like if they could make it work i would love to see them put that on the switch because <laughs> it would be perfect for a switch but um so yeah i've been i've been playing like that and then um also, I've been playing some, like, uh, Watch Dogs and stuff like that, and, you know, on my Xbox, and so, like, games like that, um, you know, a lot of them I'm trying not to get too far into them because I want to finish them on, on the, the Series X once I get one, but, um, but yeah, there's just been a couple of games recently like that that have come out that that I just caught my eye and I've just kind of been spending some time on, but...
0: Is that the I do. Legion X uh, Watchdogs Legion? That's yeah. The funny
1: one yeah. Came out? Yeah. Yeah. Where you kind of you um, can recruit anyone that you see walking around.
0: <laughs> that yeah. <would> be amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I well, it's funny because you know, like, I'm actually not even playing the story really because, it, like I said, I want to wait and because that's one of the games that um, the the Series X um, upgrade gives it like really really good 4k graphics but then it also does the ray tracing at 4k at 60 frames Wow! and so so it's like i've seen some video of people playing it and and it's like you know you're in london so you're you're you know like you're kind of getting to go to all the the places that are in london and stuff and then um you know with the ray tracing any windows or anything on buildings are will reflect the the world into them like you can you know walk up to the windows and stuff and and it just kind of see the reflection of everything in the windows and stuff so it just it just looks amazing
0: and it's details my gosh
1: yeah it's uh, ray tracing i honestly think is one of the most needed like steps and like you know in making games worlds feel more more alive and more realistic you know instead of walking up to a car window in a game and just seeing like that gray like almost see-through but it's just like gray kind of nothing in it uh-huh. you know like and going from that to just being able to look into it and then see the the world behind you just reflected in it is just it's just a, an amazing uh, uh leap you know as far as making games look look good so
0: they're beautiful i I, yeah. I can't get over it like we go we go from talking about the systems you mentioned earlier to this
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's it's crazy and like you know like even trying to go back to some of those now it's just like man like these games are super hard and but there's like nothing to them they you know like you and you play games now and games seem more so much more complex but at the same time they're still easier than than those original things that we used to play you know oh
0: gosh it's
1: funny it's funny how oh it's like as things you'd think that as well and i mean there are people who do make games that are super hard like you know from software and stuff with the the um you know the uh what are they called dark souls and stuff um but but it's like you'd think as technology gets better and better that the games would be harder and harder but it, it's still those earlier games I think some of those earlier games are still way harder than anything that we have today so oh gosh it's, it's interesting yeah,
0: because you have to be so precise with those games where your yeah, yeah. games have a little leeway like in real life
1: yeah yeah
0: but this leads to another question that i'm sure a lot of listeners are curious about so you've talked about your love of games you've talked mm-hmm. about your history with video games and your personality and friends so that brings us to podcasting jesse I would love to know what got you into podcasting? What what made you wake up one day and think, I want to talk about video games and I want to do it with friends. How did, what was the impetus for all of this?
1: Well, um, I and we'll talk about this a little bit more after, but like, you know, like with music and everything, I've always been into music and, um, when I was younger in elementary school, um, I had the you know the cassette player, that the the Walkman that had the little you know radio tuner on it and stuff, and so sometimes I would listen to the you know the morning talk shows on on there on the bus in the morning, you know, stuff that I probably shouldn't have been listening to. It probably wasn't old <laughs> en- old enough to be. Although at the same time, I was also listening to like the TLC's first album, which is probably something a, a <laughs> an elementary school kid doesn't need to be listening to either. Isn't that but...
0: Crazy, sexy, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The red one with their faces.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I so I'd I'd be listening to the you know that kind of stuff, but um so yeah, I was listening to the radio, and then as I got older, um didn't really, you know, like I started listening to more music and didn't really care about like the talk shows and stuff as I got older. And then, and then like within the last, like, like 15 years or whatever, uh, 10 years or so, I, I started like just kind of like liking, you know, I found a, I found a radio station, um, locally that was playing this talk show that, um, and the show is called the free beer and hot Wings show. And I just kind of fell in love with that. And I was like, Oh man, these guys are funny. These guys are hilarious. And so then I started listening to that and, you know, and like people had kind of talked a little bit about podcasts, you know, before that. And I, you know, like heard people mention it, but I, I didn't really ever, um, go with any of the Apple products really. Um, I've always kind of just been, you know, Android-based phone and stuff. And so, you know, at first, a lot of that that podcast stuff was mostly on Apple, you know, products only in the very beginning. And so I never really got into them. But as I was getting into this radio show and, you know, podcasts became a bigger thing, um, that listening to that radio show kind of and then... I started paying the $5 a month to be able to get their podcast version of it so I could hear the full, like, four-hour show without having to sit at the radio, right? And so then that kind of it spread from there. Like, they talked a lot about these different comedians, and, and um, they mentioned the Never Not Funny podcast, you know, with Jimmy Pardo, the comedian. So then I started listening to that. And then I'm like, you know what? I really love video games. I should see if there's any podcasts for video games out there. And so I actually found um, the, you know, Nerds Gone Rogue um, just, uh, you know, through through Facebook. I don't remember exactly how, but I came I, – anyways, I had came across, you know, the show, and, and I started listening to them. And I'm like, wow, I really – you know, I really like these guys. They – you know, they're they're very similar, seem like they're very similar to me, you know, as far as likes and stuff like that. And so, you know, Corey and Ed, I, I would mostly listen to Pow Block. Um, and you know, I did listen to their other shows and stuff as well, but I mostly just listened to Pow Block. Um and so so then it kind of started from there, and I, you know, I started messaging in to the guys and stuff and, you know, kind of being active in the community. And then eventually, uh Corey, you know, and i like approach me because I was like started chatting with them kind of in in Facebook and stuff like that, you know, and and eventually they're like, hey, you know, like, would you be interested in, you know, joining us or whatever and and, you know, doing a podcast? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I hate getting up in front of people and like being, you know, being like a, any kind of center of any kind of attention, like just makes me uncomfortable. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Like, yeah, I would like to, but I just don't know if I'm going to be any good at this or whatever, you know, like, I just didn't, didn't know if it was something that I would, I would be able to do or not or be good at. And so, you know, I thought about it and they, they, they had me come on like one episode and just said, well, why don't you just come on, you know, an episode um, of something as just a guest. And then if you know, if you like it from that point, you know, then, you know, think about it more or whatever. And so that's basically how it happened is I just kind of like, I'm like, you know, I, I've worked a uh, third shift now for quite a few years. And it's not until just the last, three weeks that um, that I have someone else that works with me. So, I, I would work in a building by myself every single night, then come home, take care of the kids until my wife got home. And so, I was never having adult conversations ever. Like, it was go to work where there's no adults other than me and then come home to kids and, and have conversation, you know, with them. So, it was like, God, this would be a really good opportunity for me to actually sit down and have an adult a conversation with other adults about something that I enjoy, you know. And so I was like, eventually, after trying the episode with them, I really enjoyed it, and I'm like, you know what? I think I would like to do this. And so then, you know, that's kind of we talked about. Then from there, me being a big fan of of Xbox and and Corey and Ed knowing that, and then they were like, well, we should maybe think about doing an Xbox show. And then that's kind of how that all started is we, me, me joining them doing, you know, pow block and stuff with them. And then, and then eventually me and me and them doing a Xbox show. And then that's how Arsenal X kind of started was from, from me joining them and just kind of being that, that push that they needed to, to, finally have someone they felt would be good for an xbox show you know to help to help make that something so so okay. yeah that's that's kind of how it all happened as i started out as a fan of of you know of their stuff and just by happenstance i happened to come across their show um on through facebook and yeah and then from there that's kind of it just You know or was rolling like uh something rolling down the hill and just kept on going so
0: so you so arsenal x was the first one you you did with boss rush games
1: yeah yeah that was it yeah that was because yeah we've had you know like that was with the nerds gone rogue we started i did pow block and i did arsenal x with them and then and then we started the, the nx show which was where we mixed all the consoles into one show just because we were having a hard time with, like, time and stuff, like trying to find the time to be able to do all the different shows. And that only lasted for a little while. We didn't we didn't plan on it being uh, permanent. It was just kind of something until we could, you know, figure out what we needed to do and where we needed to be to kind of, you know, get back to doing the, you know, the separate shows. Um, I think a part of it was, is we were trying to hopefully find at least like one or two more people that could help us out. So we didn't have to be so reliant with, you know, we, all of us have jobs besides this, you know? And so, you know, like it, it's been, it's been just really nice to have a group of people that, that, um, you know, can kind of hop on whenever they feel like, or can, and and you know and it's nice because like a, a lot of times like if there's like arsenal x and if i'm not on it i'm gonna listen to it then because you know i wasn't there so i can i can listen to it like a fan again and that's really cool. uh
0: cool that's a cool perspective hey it's a yeah. perspective
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so it's you know like it's it's been it's been a blast and like it's been great like picking up you and 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 Laron and and like and uh, Austin and like everyone that you know that's joined, it's been just a lot of fun and and it's really renewed uh my my you know joy of doing all this kind of stuff again really you know because it was it was getting rough there for a little bit just because you know we were trying to do a lot by ourselves and and you know we were enjoying it and still you know always having fun doing it but it was just like you know like start you don't want to take too much time away from doing stuff with the family, or you know, you want to make sure that that they come first and stuff. Still, you know, when yeah. and things like that. So
0: that can be so challenging, even without doing a podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: In the mix, and and there there are some weeks where I feel so bad on Pow Block because they're like, "What have you been playing?" I'm like, uh, "A little bit of Animal Crossing every day." <laughs> yeah. Because you'd think, I i don't have kids, but you'd think I have more free time. But just sometimes I'm just exhausted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work.
0: it's <laughs> Everything. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah. And, you know, like, that's the thing. It's, you know, it's not, it, when when you're younger and you don't have, you know, a whole lot of responsibilities and we could, you know, sit and play like video games for like 15 hours straight, you know, like it, it was nice, but yeah, it's it's just not it's not practical now. And, you know, as an adult, you're, you're lucky sometimes, you know, with having kids, if you even get like just an hour out of the day of just being able to just kind of do your thing and not, you know, not have to worry about anything. It's, it's a, you know, it's a full, being a parent's a full-time job, (laughs) you know, a 24 hour a day job sometimes. And so, yeah, it's, but, you know, like as kids get older, obviously it gets easier and they, you know, they've got their own personalities and things that they want to do now. And, and, you know, and I'm both of both of my kids, you know, are, have their, their interests in video games and like what they like to play and stuff. They like, like the hello neighbor and, and, you know, and, and stuff like that, all those kind of fun games like that. So. You know, it, and it's fun to be able to play with them as well and, and do stuff with them. And, uh, you know, like my, my wife, um, she, she's used to be into video games a little bit more, you know, like, again, like when it was just, you know, she had a little bit more free time before being a parent and stuff like that. Um, and so, like, you know, she likes to jump on and play, play with the kids and play with us and stuff. You know, we'll play Mario Kart. That's her favorite. She, you know, always loved Mario Kart. So, and uh, Mario Party. So,
0: you know, so. video games just bring families so close together.
1: Mm-hmm. And and you know, like it's surprisingly. Um, even when they're not trying to, I do think the games are, are very good at teaching, you know, teaching you something as well, you know, motor skills for one, but like, you know, just being able to, to process things maybe, or, or, you know, like giving you a different perspective of things or, you know, helping like Nintendo games do, a, do a very good job of helping kind of show, show people's, uh, ability to kind of have an imagination and, you know, things like that. So I think, I think I pick video games like over TV shows or something for kids any day. Like, I just think there's so much more to be learned from video games than, than from, from TV shows, but
0: they're kind of like virtual storybooks. Like you can read yeah. to kids, which is a, a very important mm-hmm. skill and ability, yeah. but in addition to reading, let them play video games. And yep. it's, it's like a story come to life.
1: Yeah. And me, speaking of me and my wife, uh, like one of the things that, that, you know, like we, our our relationship moved fairly quickly because it was just such a perfect match, oh. you know, for us, <laughs> like, you know, like we, we both like absolutely love horror movies and, you know, and we both like have the same sense of humor, you know, about things and, and just like, you know, like when we started dating, we both came out of a really, really awful, just kind of going nowhere relationship that we were just so glad to be done with, you know, kind of thing. And, and like, you know, like some, some people talk and I do believe in this, you know, like the a lot of times, people come out of a relationship, and you, you know, you like you're afraid to, that when you start something too soon, that it's just like a a rebound type thing. But I think I feel like we were both like just so ready to to actually look for someone that we wanted to, you know, like settle down with. You know, we both. We're just, like, in, in that past relationship, we were just so over that it, it just was not about that. It was gone, you know, like, almost instantly. And so, yeah, so we, we, our love of, like, horror movies and stuff and all that brought us together, in, <laughs> believe it or not, pretty quickly. And so, you know, now our kids are showing interest in, like, horror movies and stuff, our oldest at least so far. Our daughter is still kind of, we're trying to be, wait with that because she's, she gets scared a little too easy yet. So, but our, but our son, our son is definitely, he's into the horror movies and stuff like, and he wants to see, you know, stuff, but we can kind of make sure that it's, it's not too much yet. But, um, I, I bought the other day, I bought the scary stories, um, uh, book franchise that we, that we grew up as with, with as kids that like was almost, you know, there's a whole documentary, I believe on Netflix or, or Amazon or something about, about that, that book series, but it was like almost banned from schools because they thought it was too scary for kids and, and all this. Well, I, I ended up getting the full series of that and I, and I, you know, for the kids. And my son is—I think he's already read through the first two of the three books already. Like he is just the other day he started reading it, and he didn't want to put it down. He, every time he got a chance, he would pick it up, and and he wanted to read them all. So, so and yeah,
0: that's amazing to me because you say you say it wanted it was possibly banned, and or wanted they, some people wanted it to be banned to some schools. And when you look at some of the fairy tales, they're the origins, not the Disney versions. Mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah
0: pretty terrifying
1: yeah 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 and you know even like you know like simple like songs like like uh you know london the london bridge is falling down you know all those like all those kinds of like nursery rhymes and stuff like that are 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 based around some pretty horrible things so
0: yeah you know hey i mean some things that didn't really happen and
1: I mean, even like Hansel and Gretel, you know. Like, oh. I mean, like, there's just so many terrifying things that we, you know, we read and, and watched, you know, animated movies of as children that we didn't realize just how morbid and like <laughs> crazy those, you know, those stories were. But yeah, there's yeah, there's some crazy stuff. I I wish I could think of it right now, but I can't. There is something. Like one of the Disney movies, I had learned something about the the um the origins of the of the like the actual story, you know, like the original one and it's a dis you know, like made into a Disney movie. But like reading about it, it was like, Holy cow, is that that morbid. Like I I I can't remember. I know I just I had talked about it with Corey or something. I just said fun fact and I'm like, did you know? Da 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 da, da. and and it's like I can't believe that that this, you know, but I can't remember what it was now. But
0: The Little Mermaid's pretty morbid. The real Hans Christian Anderson version. Yeah.
1: Morbid.
0: Um oh God Yeah the,
1: Yeah there yeah, I can't I can't remember what which one it was, but but yeah, the I want to say like maybe it was the Beauty and the Beast one was two or something. I don't remember, but yeah, they, there's yeah, it's crazy like you know, as we grow up and we find out like more about things which uh could um there is like as a as a kid like uh, you know, speaking of like things that that you learn, you know, as you get older that, you know, like I, as a kid, I um, was always obsessed with um, like Native American culture and stuff like that. And then, and then I grew up and I found out all the, you know, the awful ways they were treated and stuff. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. And Peter Pan, for example, the part with the Indians in there. Yeah. Like what makes the red man red. It, yeah. I don't believe in censorship. I no. think we need to acknowledge what was going on in the past, so we don't make those same mistakes. I, I yeah. think is Disney doing what Warner Brothers is doing with a little disclaimer before the episodes, maybe before movies?
1: They, I don't know, because I I'm trying to think of when the last time they released Peter Pan. If that would have been too oh, too gosh. early for them to. To um because you know with them it's the whole vault thing they well mm-hmm. although i wonder if i don't know if it's on if it's on uh um disney plus i because if it was on disney plus mm-hmm. i could see them maybe doing something on there but
0: because i know warner brothers for a lot of their cartoons they'll put it, it the things you will see in here do not reflect our opinion mm-hmm. it was made during a different time like yeah some of the cultures they the stereotypes they had, the negative stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you, it's, it's when you're an innocent child, it's you don't think about those things. And yeah, then you and It blows your mind, like song of the South.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and the, it's it's funny because yeah, like there there's just a lot of things as a child that you don't think about, but it's you know, unfortunately, it. You, you know, it's conditioning and and things where, you know, these adults that are, you know, believe or say these, these things that aren't, that aren't right. And then, you know, like, you don't think anything of it, you know, and then you gotta, then you learn that, hey, you, maybe I shouldn't be saying that. And it's like, you know, like you don't, but you don't think anything of it when you're, when you're younger, you know, just, you know, even my, my grandma, who is like my, my mom's mom, who is like, is, I considered her as a saint. But, you know, like, when you find, when you find out, it's not, it's not okay to call, uh, like, you know, uh, certain things, things that you've learned from them, you know, like, they would call it and, you know, and you just, Never thought of it as anything other than you know what it was, but then you learn that hey, that there's a one particular word in that and that thing that you're calling it that you probably shouldn't be saying. Well, <laughs> so
0: that's <a> little offensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, like, I'm talking about like I know I'm kind of being vague, but like Brazil nuts, what what uh some people have called Brazil nuts.
0: <laughs> oh, like the the actual food. The actual yeah
1: the brazil nuts yeah they oh. my grand
0: oh wow i mean you don't have to say it i just i didn't really no. know what people call no
1: my them nuts. my my grandma used to call them N-word toes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah it's oh, unfortunately that's uh that's a, that was a, a name for them at some point and it was no big deal to call them that and so, like, I grew up and I, you know, heard that my whole life, them being called that, didn't think anything of it until I got older. And I'm like, uh, you probably should not be saying that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I hope that we've learned from past mistakes. And I hope that whatever yeah. our generation is doing that's offensive and wrong, I hope the next one just, it keeps getting better and become more loving <laughs> towards yeah. one another.
1: Well, uh, you know. And, and like, well, you know, I've, it's, it's a really, it's a really tough situation because again, you know, like you don't, I don't want to censor certain people. Like, you know, like, you know, obviously if, if someone, you know, is, is African-American and they say that word, it's fine. But at the same time, it's like, it kind of sucks that, 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 that word exists at all because, you know, like I can't listen to rap music or whatever with, with potentially my kids, you know, hearing that word. And and I understand all I got to do is be a parent and say, hey, you know, like it's like you'll understand as you get older. That's a word that that we should never say. And and it's very offensive and it's hurtful and it's, you know, like the very, you know, meaning of it is is you know, said or built behind malice and, and hurt and hatred and, you know, and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I, I kind of just wish that we would just get rid right, why do we need to use it at all? But, you know, I don't want to tell anyone, you know, that they that they shouldn't use that, you know, if they, you know, they feel like they have the right to be able to. But at the same, you know, like it's, it's just, it's just a bummer that that word even exists because it, it is an awful word. And, and if we could just get rid of those kind of awful words that we've, you know, used in the past way too often, you know, in some cases, you know, it's like the, the world I think would just be better if we just didn't even have to worry about those words being used at all anymore.
0: <laughs> and It's, it, it's kind of like the B word for women. You know, yeah, but then on the other hand, some some women own it and they use it as yeah. affection for their yeah. friends. Or there's yeah. a song called Boss AB, yeah, which is all about empowering it's um,
1: yeah,
0: black women, and either it's all about empowering, yep. and it, it's so fierce because it's like they're reclaiming that word, but at the same time. I wouldn't want my godson to hear it and think I'm just gonna. That's what women want to be called. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's so many nuances to that. Yeah,
1: and and you know, and that and that and that it is kind of the same idea, you know, with with you know certain people being able to use certain words and and it it is fine, you know, like it is fine for them to do that, but at the same time, you you just. I, I mean, you want to have the conversation either way with your kids about about things and 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 the past and and hoping that they, you know, learn from it and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like sometimes you just like ah, they're still just kids. I I wish I didn't have to, you know, be you know be so so realistic and and oh. you know like you know about things you know certain things like you hate to. You know, like, I mean, I, I already have with my kids. I've, you know, talked to them a few times about the way, you know, people are treated and, and, and you know, my, my son has friends that are that, you know, aren't the same color as him. And, you know, and to have to, you know, tell them that, you know, there's there's a lot of awful people out there that, you know, would would be mean to your friend just because he doesn't look like them. It's just sad that you even have to tell them that but you know like I, he, he was really great about it he's like he's like well why he's like but he's he's my friend and like you know like he like you know just him working like just trying to just can't comprehend quite that that someone would be so awful just because of something so stupid you know but, um,
0: innocence of children, poor, bless them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But, oh. but you know, as like I just sat and had a talk with them and said, you know, like, hey, if you know, if you ever see anyone treating him poorly just because of the way he looks, that you, you make sure you stand up for him and, and, you know, and you, you, you know, tell them to stop or, or, or you, you know, you get a teacher, or whatever, an adult, and you let us know, because it's never okay, you know, for, for that, you know, to happen, so, you know, it's, it's definitely been a fun teaching moment, though, you know, at the same time, as awful as it is, to just, you know, hope that, that he will be an ally like us, you know, like that, someone who is willing to stand up for when things are happening that shouldn't, you know, it's, We need, you know, like it's, you you think about certain things. It's like, if we don't, if, you know, if we don't have kids that we're teaching the right way and too many people that are teaching the wrong way are having kids, you know, like it's, you got to try to balance that out.
0: I think that's the eternal challenge. (laughs) Yeah. The eternal, (laughs) like, I I know I don't have children, but I I see how some people treat their own children in public. And again, I try to reserve judgment because I don't know, it's been a little brat and mm-hmm. the parents just at their wits end. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but, but there are yeah. some cases where it's just blatant hatred almost, you know? And
1: yeah, yeah. it
0: breaks my heart because you, you hear so many stories about people who struggle to have children or, or can't afford mm-hmm. them or whatever,
1: who mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> would be amazing parents. So kudos yeah. to your wife or trying to make the world a, a place a brighter place to have more sunshine to have more love. So thank you for that, Jess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my and actually like um I I think I've told you about this. Uh, I know I've spoke about it before, but my speaking of people not being able to have kids, my uh, like that was a really fun experience that I got to to experience As my wife actually was a surrogate uh oh, uh yeah. Tw- yeah. So, um, you know, we got to experience that and she, uh, she, you know, helped, we helped, uh, a couple out who, um, you know, like the, the girl that, that we helped out, um, her, she had had a daughter, but like, she literally was like deathly ill, like the whole entire, like, you know, nine months or whatever, like she was bedridden, like, like she, like, she was just like just completely sick for just you know months upon months, and and it got to the point of where I think it, like she, like it was like life life threatening as well, and so they really wanted to have another kid, but but she just couldn't go through that again, you know possibly, and and so you know my wife was kind of interested in it. My wife's a nurse, so it's, I mean that kind of thing is, you know, obviously been in her, in her blood since, you know, since the very beginning of just trying to help people and stuff. And, and I'll tell you that, like, it was, it was a crazy and amazing experience. Like, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like that, that's not, it's not your kid, but it's like, but it was so just cool being able to, to you know, give that kind of gift to someone who who want you know wants it, and to be able to be in a position where we could do that you know easily, and yeah. and it, you know it was it was it was an amazing experience. And like we we actually, my wife was in the hospital to deliver the baby around uh, New Year's. We were in you know New Year's Eve we were, we spent the the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day in the hospital and the the baby was born. It was a New Year's baby. And so it made it into the, uh, to the new, the newspaper and stuff. Was
0: so special. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So that was a, it was a fun experience and just like us all hanging out in the, in the hospital, you know, room together and, and, uh, just, you know, and just enjoying enjoying it and it, it was it was a great experience that i was, i was glad you know i got to uh be a part of and stuff so
0: that's awesome that yeah that's a beautiful gift to give to someone i'm, yeah. I'm sure that they've greatly appreciated that
1: yeah so. yeah we still stay in contact with them and you know like with the cold covid stuff we haven't really gotten to do anything with them you know lately but um but yeah, we you know, we stayed stayed friends with them and we still, you know, talk with them and stuff. Um and I'm sure once this whole COVID stuff is all over, we'll probably, you know, hang out again with them occasionally and stuff some more, but but yeah, it's it it was it was a definitely a, an awesome experience.
0: I'm glad y'all got to do that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It, so you were saying that in addition to horror movies and video games and obviously podcasting, you Mm -hmm. are a musician. Would you like Mm -hmm. to tell us about your history with music?
1: Yeah. So actually, um, and this kind of touches back on something I said earlier that, um, so as a, as a young child, I, I've always had this fascination with native American culture and, and, um, you know, just kind of being in Wisconsin, like we have a lot of reservations all over the place here. Um, there's, there's multiple different tribes, um, here. Um, some of the more popular ones are like the Menominee and Oneida, um, Oneida, the Oneida, um, Indians have, uh, have a, um, a big casino in Green Bay. Um, and so, you know, like, it's very popular for that. Um, but so like, I've, I've just kind of always been fascinated with that. And, and so when I was younger, my parents actually took, a, took us to the, the, the Oneida, um, powwow that they have every year. Um, I believe it's around the 4th of July here and, and what they do is they would have, um, they have like a dance competitions. And so different, so different members of different tribes and stuff come and they, they wear their traditional garb and stuff. And then they, there'll, you know, be a competition for each dance, you know, like, you know, like the, each types of dances that they have and they compete. And so my parents uh, brought us when we were younger to, to go watch this. And I was just fascinated, like, right away. I was just like, oh, this is, they're wearing such cool, uh, you know, costumes and, and like the, you know, like the, the beating of the drums and the, you know, like their dances and everything were just so cool. I was just like, just mesmerized by it all. And, and so like, I've, you know, like since then, like, since I was younger, just really was fascinated with the different kinds of music and stuff. And then, you know, growing up, my parents, my dad listened to, um, country music mostly and, um, like oldies, which, you know, would have been like fifties, sixties, seventies type, you know, music. And, um, and so like, you know, I liked I liked some of the country stuff. I I mostly for what my parents listened to is more about the I liked the the oldies stuff like the 50s and 60s. Um but then like kind of as I gotten older and you know I started listening to like my the, the radio myself and and finding kind of my own uh you know likes and things like that. I started to really get mostly into like hip hop and and R&B when I was younger. So uh, like I said earlier, like one of my first like cassettes was like the TLC, like the the very that very first TLC album um and and like I was listening to things like uh, um like well Mariah Carey and stuff like that, but like I liked Paula Abdul a lot when I was younger. And and uh and believe it or not i I'll remem- i remember me and my sister being excited because my my mom was going to buy us the uh, new kids on the block uh, uh, live pay-per-view like they were it was actually being i think broadcasted live but it was a pay-per-view only thing so you had to pay for it and then you know and then and then we got to watch it live just from at our house and uh yeah so we I remember watching that and uh and so like I've just kind of always been into like hip-hop R&B pop music like all that kind of stuff you know when I was younger and then you know as as I got older like experimenting more but I've I always kind of stayed in that that R&B and hip-hop kind of like genre more more than anything like it was like you know, like you had things like Ice Cube and Ice Tea and Bone Thugs and Harmony and stuff. Eventually, and and Tag Team, Tag Team. I had the their their um, their single on on uh, cassette tape around the same time that I bought the TLC. The Whoop, there it is, song uh-huh. and and uh, you know Sir Mix a lot and and all these kinds of you know all that kind of stuff. I and Beastie Boys and. So, like, I kind of stayed into that stuff. And what's really weird is then I then I eventually, like, pretty early on started getting into, like, more, like, dance-type, like, techno-y kind of music. But I had found this band, uh, Prodigy. Uh-huh. And, and they kind of, like, it was like they took, took the whole hip-hop thing that I really liked. But then they mixed, like, guitars and you know, like, other stuff that, like, I, you know, didn't really pay too much attention to, like, I really never got into rock and roll and stuff like that fairly early, other than, like, you know, Beatles, things like that, and more of the 80s or the uh, 50s and 60s stuff, really, like, I never really liked Elvis or or any of that kind of stuff I never really got into. um but so like it was funny cuz like the here comes this band prodigy who kind of introduced me to more like dance music versus like and had like rock and roll kind of stuff to it as well or more like what would be considered like almost punk uh and so then that that like really opened up my my library from there like then all of a sudden I went from prodigy to hey you know I you should listen to this band, Metallica. I saw. I think Metallica was one of the very first rock and roll bands that I had ever like really listened to, and first, you know, first got interested in.
0: I like they call rock and roll because I always associated them with metal. Yeah,
1: metal, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah metal.
0: No, I'm just yeah. Uh, no,
1: no, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely is. It would be considered more metal, but like, yeah, that was like, that was yeah, what brought me into the more hardcore, you know, rock and roll metal type stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a and, genre of rock and roll for sure.
1: Yeah. So so like you know like but but kind of like Prodigy, for me was like like the center, the center of like of all my my interests like because you know that's what in, introduced me into stepping beyond just the R&B and the hip hop and the you know pop music like that that introduced me into all you know like rock rock and roll and punk music and and you know rock and, and uh metal and but it also had, you know, it had those those original things of where I started mixed into it, like kind of brought all everything together for me. And so that's why Prodigy for me has really been like my still to this day, like my like main band that I really look to for a lot of inspiration as far as like things that I like and and stuff like that. Um
0: Awesome, and I love that you you listen to so many genres, Jesse. um I I hear (laughs) tweets with these songs you share, and you talk about different songs in our Boss Rush Games group chat, and I love that. It's yeah, it warms my heart because I used to almost feel a little embarrassed when I was a teenager to admit that I like some country music mm-hmm. you know how it is you, you almost yeah. yeah. You're like oh i want to be associated only with this genre i don't want anybody to know that i'm listening to little wayne sometimes yeah. <laughs> i want people to think yeah. i'm listening only to evanescence and the like yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i've I, you know and that lead i think you know for me like i've early on i i was kind of a little bit of an outcast anyways to start off with um you know and I won't go into this too much right now I'll just keep it with music more but but I you know like I had a learning disability and stuff and so like from a very early age I was looked you know looked at to, to a lot of people or some people as being really different and you know, like to some people, unfortunately, like I wasn't smart or, you know, like and new you, you have all these, you know, these feelings that you put on yourself because you, you know, like as a kid, you don't know how to deal with certain things or you don't understand it as much. And so, like, I've just honestly, because of, you know, like that and just, you know, a lot of times my friends in school and stuff were the were the other kids who were also outcasts or or were were different didn't fit the you know perfect norm you know middle of the road standard you know that that sometimes you know the world puts on us and so i've always just kind of been like you know what i'll just like and do things the way that i want to and how i want to and and people already in my eyes as a child didn't like me because of the way I was. So what does it matter past that point? So, you know, like I've always just kind of been like, I don't really care anymore. What, you know, what, if I like something that, you know, people think is silly or, or is, you know, not cool to like, you know, like I, yeah, that's, I think where a lot of my, you know, just kind of expanded genres like all different kinds of music that i like is kind of come from is just that fear of not not you know not having that fear of caring what i what i like whether someone's going to not you know think that that's not cool or whatever so like uh, you know i admit like i love like emo music like one of the probably most made fun of genres of music within the last you know 20 years has been emo music it was so not cool to like emo music and you know and and you know like south park makes fun of the emo kids they have the emo kids on there and you know but um like to me all music is emo like all music is emotional it's just some music isn't going to completely 100 you know, like link with, with how, you know, like how you perceive things or, or the experiences that you've gone through and, you know, and things like that. So like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, my first relationship was, you know, I, I was putting a lot into it and not getting much back from it. And, you know, that experience of life, you know, getting cheated on then and later and and just going through all those things like in my first you know right away in my first relationship you know and then I started listening to like more emo music and stuff because it was like you know what this this guy that what what he's singing about he gets me right now and sometimes it's just you know people like to hold you know emotions or or thoughts or or things in and not you know try to go through them in their minds or or try to resolve things and and to me like music has always been a a really good way of showing emotion without physically showing it right or or talking about or or pondering things that that maybe need to be pondered so you can move forward like the you know music is sometimes you know, lights a fire underneath you to, to, you know, force you to do those things that maybe you need to do. And so, you know, like that, that's why all the different genres, I've, it's always been like what kind of real, what kind of uh, like emotional, you know, situation I'm in will determine a lot of times what I listen to or, or, you know, and so, so like, I kind of started, you know with with that that core of like the the prodigy band you know when it came to deciding to want to maybe try to try to make music you know like I wanted to experiment with you know with these ideas and things that I had in my head Now, I don't know music theory I've never had any lessons on any kind of instrument but you know here comes technology you know to make a uh, something that you know like used to be impossible um an a possibility now that i could make music without knowing you know music theory knowing how to play a piano like you basically just you know mess around with 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 sounds and eventually you're going to figure out like how to to you know like either do something you know like uh duplicate something maybe that you've heard or or you know like take pieces of what you've heard before and kind of mix them together in your own way oh. and and like for me it was almost like playing a video game it was like you know it was like trying to solve a puzzle in a in a video game You're like okay well how you know, if I put this, you know, drum piece here and it plays there and like, well, you know, like how, like, what, what do I have to do to make these drums sound like, like something that you would hear in music, you know? And,
0: I was going to say, I liked that song you shared with our, our team uh, today or the other day. I Yeah. I'm looking through the chat right now.
1: Yeah, the. Yeah, that's something yeah newer that I'm working on and it, and it's yeah, I mean I've I've started so I started on this program that that's called Fruity Loops and and people who are somewhat familiar with with any kind of like audio type um, editing and stuff like that probably know I've heard of it before or whatever. Um but it's it's essentially just a, like a program that's just loaded with um like, all different kinds of instruments, and, and they're all, it's all played digitally, and you can you can, uh, manipulate the sounds to make them sound authentic, like, you know, like, without any kind of break in them, where it just sounds, like, robotic, you know, like, you can actually make it sound like it's someone actually playing a violin, or or it's someone actually playing drums, or it's someone, you know, actually doing these instruments. And it's just a matter of learning how to make something seem coherent and like, and, you know, like put together, you know, right. And so I've been screwing around with this program since uh, high school pretty much. And I've had, you know, keyboard, I had a keyboard that I bought in, in, in high school or middle school, I think. That had like, you know, like different things you could program on it and little drum Drum stuff you could program on it and you know, I messed around with that first and and made some music with my friends Um, Like I started out doing more of like hip-hop stuff Like where I would make a beat and then me and my friends would write lyrics to rap over over the the beats and stuff that I would make Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So we, so we, you know, like that's kind of how it started. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to start actually making music like this, I already listened to a lot of hip hop and a lot of rap, but I, I need to really find like where, you know, where is my, like, you know, what, what kind of thing can I replicate that, that's kind of like how I, i feel would be like my kind of style that i prefer or whatever and so then that's when i eventually i i was just listening to all different kinds of of rap music and then eventually i came across um the band uh the group from tennessee uh called 36 mafia and they were like a hardcore like gangster like hip-hop And, and I was like, Oh, I really like, like their, their beats and stuff. And, and so then I really started digging into their stuff and just trying to understand it and being like, Oh, cool. Like, this is crazy. A rap, you know, rap group sampling a cradle of filth song for, for their rap beat. I'm like, what, this is, this is so weird. And then, and then learning that like, you know, like the, the, um, one of the main, you know, founders of Three Six Mafia calls himself the Scarecrow. And, and it's like, oh, there's my, like, my love of horror and, you know, and all that. Because I did get into, like, Insane Clown Posse and all that. Yes, people love to make fun of them. Yes, I was a fan of their stuff. But, awesome. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, you know, I loved horror movies. So it was like a natural progression. It's like, how could I not listen to this, this rap group called Insane Clown Posse who's like these, these you know, clowns who supposedly go around, you know, like killing all the bad people in the world. You right. know, like, I mean... Bad
0: people. Online. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, like they're talking about killing bigots and killing, you know, this and that. And it's like, well, I don't like those people. I'm not really actually going to kill them, but it's like... You know it's it's an interesting you know form of music and it's kind of fits that that horror you know like my that horror genre of movies that i like so it's kind of like a mix of my love of hip hop and and horror movies together and you know and so then that and three six mafia is kind of the same way they're they're a little bit more you know i feel like realistic like Unfortunately, they may have seen a lot of these things that they rap about actually happening and stuff because, you know, Tennessee is can can, you know, be a be a hard place to to be. You know, there's some bad areas where you, you know, have to struggle and deal with a lot of stuff. So
0: some. rough. But, uh, yeah. Rough
1: yeah. So. So like yeah so like the then 36 Mafia was kind of like their their music is what really got me interested in making like beats like trying to like really venture into doing that kind of stuff and I'm
0: them up right now <laughs>
1: Yeah yeah they like I I just I their stuff is pretty hardcore and and you know like there's some stuff uh, that they do and sing about that's you know we've heard, we've heard a lot, but again, is like certain things that I don't necessarily like, you know, like that thing you talked about with the Disney, the Disney movies. I do not, (laughs) I do not agree with, you know, calling, you know, women referring to them in certain terms and things like that. Like, you know, it's all, it's all music and just, you know, a, a, a persona to me, I guess, in some ways, but
0: yeah, but, yeah. A way to a way to have fun to break out and express yourself. Yeah. Badly. Like um have you ever, there's a there's a female singer I cannot think of her name. She's part of like one of those real housewives shows. I've never watched that that, oh, okay. that series, but she's she's a singer too.
1: Okay. And yeah, my wife would probably know better, but yeah, I cuz she I yeah, I don't really
0: I cannot Think of her name, but her persona is not. People like what they like. I don't care. It's not. It's. I'm. I'm particularly attracted to, to go my way. But she did a TED talk, and that was like what she's on TED talk, and (laughs) you're saying about personas and just expressing yourself. And she said that she's been married to these wealthy men and always felt that her identity was just as a housewife and whatever her persona is as the singer is her way to try something different and act basically yeah kind of like i don't think that katy perry goes around in a cupcake costume 24
1: <laughs> 7. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And like, you know, and like Britney Spears does not really actually want to be a slave, you you know, like, you know, like there's, yeah, there's, you know, like, I mean, obviously there's, there's a, there's a hidden context to some of that, but, but at the same time, like, you know, it's also a persona, like, you know, like you're, you know, like if you, as you get older, there's, things that you're interested in and you know under under the right circumstances or you know with you know like the, those kinds of things are fine but it's but it's like that's not you know it's not so, like you know people adult talk people talk about you know like this this type of person who will watch pornography and think that that's how women want to be treated or you know and it's just not it's just not true that's no. It's a it's a persona. It's a you know it's a a form of expression, but it's it's not to be taken you know taken so seriously or or factual as being yeah. factual. So,
0: it's, um, it's a fantasy and think yeah. about think about romance novels and erotica for yeah you know,
1: yeah. What,
0: you, I went to a writer's conference and Sandra Brown was there and she's known for her romance novels and I sat, I never read any of her novels but I was like, let me go, she's apparently a famous author, let me go sit in on her talk. She was like the meekest, sweetest lady in the world and she said at one of her conferences, a man raised his hand and said, where do you get all your ideas from? And it was her husband (laughs) she was messing with her in the audience. (laughs) But yeah, like I think I think the author of Fifty Shades of Grey. If you look at her, she's Mm -hmm. not someone like a dominatrix type person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's writing these these dirty dirty books. But you're right. Yeah, I think we all have different levels of our personalities and identities. Mm -hmm. I I think that's really important. I get really worried whenever people let themselves fall victim to oh I, I'm just a spouse I'm just a parent I'm just a, mm-hmm. whatever my occupation is it's, mm-hmm. it's you, know, you express yourself with video games with music with mm-hmm. love for your family with with your job you're not just Jesse this worker you're Jesse mm-hmm. the podcaster. you're jesse the xbox fan jesse the dad jesse jesse the husband every Mm -hmm. you're jesse the food lover whatever it is
1: yeah 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 and it's yeah i think i think that's the thing is sometimes people just take certain things a little too seriously and you know and that kind of goes into another aspect of of one of my you know parts of my personality um is like I absolutely love love comedy, and for me, sometimes the more offensive it is, the more I enjoy it.
0: Do and you, like you know,
1: Jus- like, what was that?
0: Would oh, you like Anthony Josselynick? Yeah,
1: yeah, like, oh, that's
0: like,
1: well, I love, I love, like, like George Carlin was one of my favorite. I, I luckily got to see him before he passed away. Um, I he came into our town here, uh, you know, a couple of years, or I think it was like two years before he passed away. Um, and I was lucky to get to see him, and I was literally the front row, like I was right at the edge of the of the stage, and I just looking off that, just like I'm like, I know I've heard every single joke he just said tonight, but man, I got to see him, <laughs> you that know,
0: different energy to see someone live,
1: yeah and and so, like you know, I love like him or i love uh um like well like a, like i said uh Jimmy Pardo or you know like some of these these uh comedians that are very, very offensive, you know, like say offensive things but but i i like that that you know like there's this you know situation where people can joke about something that they, that is actually pain, you know, pains them or is hurtful to them. But, you know, sometimes you got to laugh things off and, and try, try to, you know, not take things so, so uh, personal and stuff like that. And, and, you know, like that's what that offensive comedy is, is that's these people have had to deal with some really, really hard, things in their life. And so they make fun of it because, because that's the only way they know how to get over it and, and try to understand, you know, that it's not, you need to stop, you know, taking this so seriously. And, you know, and just joke about it, and say, and kind of throw it in people's faces, and say, you know, "f you" for for thinking this about me, or or you know, being awful to me, you know, because I'm gonna joke about it and I'm gonna laugh about it, and so, you know, say say what you want, it's not gonna hurt my feelings because yeah. you know, I, I it's a joke, you know, it's, and so like. You know like it's uh, like a more offensive comedy i just understand it i i understand that you know these things are joking about or are, are something very hurtful that they've probably had to deal with in the past and this is them just letting everyone know that they don't care like that you, you know so it's you know like the, there's that's and that's how i feel about you know like certain things is it's like you know we've got we've We've got to stand up, you know, for people and and make sure that these hurtful things don't happen. But at the same time, when someone is joking about it, chances are that they they know exactly what it feels like to have to deal with that that thing. They're not joking and laughing at it like it's like you know like ha ha like these people had to go through this thing. It's like they've they've lived it and they you know they know. They know that those those jokes that they're saying are them, you know, like being able to finally laugh about, you know, laugh something off that they had to deal with. So I love like it. comedy, <laughs> comedy, comedy is is great. Like, I just yeah, there's just comedy in general, like from like I've loved like N- Leslie Nielsen movies like me and Ed are going to talk about Airplane. Uh, soon.
0: I was reviewing last night. I saw his tweets, his comments. Yeah,
1: he yeah he was talking about, but we me and him. Yeah, are gonna do a do a um an optional opinion, I believe, and talk about it um oh and review it. And I like my favorite Leslie Nielsen movie is still Wrongfully Accused. Um, it, it's it's so good. Like I love Airplane, but that that one's really good. And like all the uh, Naked Gun movies and stuff too are great. But which yeah. actually started out as a TV show. Really? Yeah the the um that's where that's where those movies actually spawned off of I believe was that they made like a little tiny like couple episode TV show and then the, and then I believe it ended up turning into uh a movie really movies yeah
0: that's it's, that's amazing I didn't know that it, yeah it's <laughs> isn't OJ Simpson in one of them yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's in, I, I think he's in the first two, or maybe the last two, I don't remember, because I know there's, there's three movies, but, oh, yeah. That's
0: changed since then. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> so,
1: well, and, and, and now we, I know I've gone off of a, on a tangent here and brought us away from music, but, but, um, yeah, like, so, like, you know, like, the, things like, like, uh, my music and stuff has really been influenced though, by all those things that I like, like, you know, like comedy and, and my love of sci-fi and horror and, and just like all these kinds of things mixed with, you know, things that I've heard growing up and things that I hear now and you get inspiration. And I've, I've just kind of lately, you know, I wish I had more time to work on music just being able to sit and but again it's really hard when you have kids to just be able to sit quietly somewhere and just sit and just pay attention to just one thing. And so like like I a lot of times though because the program version that I have, which has been a lifesaver is on my phone. Uh-huh. So literally any music that I've made uh, has been all just made right on my phone like nothing more than that. It's just my phone and i can do anything and everything i want right from my phone to make the music you know and uh so if i feel inspired by something i can just throw in an idea if i have an idea in my head i can just lay it down in the program and and then just work from there or whatever
0: are you the one who made the song intros for all the podcasts
1: um i've i've made it some of the podcasts that we that we have um i are using my intro. I think some, a lot of them though, I think need to, I think NX, NX right now and Arsenal or, uh, Boss Rush and, and Arsenal X, I think are the only two. Well, yeah, I think those are the only two right now that I, that have, that are using one of my songs. Um, it used to be um that like I had one for javelins for hire, which was a an uh um anthem podcast that me and Corey were doing, and then um also did one for um for tower casuals um I don't think he uses that that though for the new show uh the re- the bring back of it but um yeah i I had a whole bunch of them that I've made the that we've kind of phased in and out. I had one for Pow block as well. Um, But like, I've kind of wanted to go and make some different stuff for those kind of starting a new and, and kind of try to make something different for those. So I've been trying to get, get to it when I can, but sometimes I just feel inspired and it's like, I got to write something down. It may not be anything to do with any of the show, intro stuff but it's just like I got to get this down and like try to try to figure something out with this and that's kind of what that that thing that I sent recently um in in our chat that that was kind of just something where I just was all of a sudden I felt like inspired to do something and I just kind of started it and it was a really basic version of it when I first sent it to Ed but then I added on it the other day and then I sent it to, you know shared it for everyone because there's a little bit more to it but but yeah it just kind of that's how how my music is it's just like whenever I feel inspired or you know something like an emotion or or something I'm going through inspires me to what kind of sound I want to go for or you know but it's all just been completely me teaching myself and and just trying to you know figure things out but i think what what helps though is i i i really wish that i would have like actually went to schooling for a learning piano because i i've been very fortunate that like i can um like figure stuff out like i can listen to a song and and like learn how to play it just by listening to it like trying to just play, you know, like, like, okay, I think it might be these keys that they're hitting right now. Like, you know, like I've, I've been able to do that with some stuff now, not like really complex stuff, but, but I think, you know, that's really been helpful is just being able to kind of almost mimic certain things and kind of figure, figure like keys and, and notes and, and, uh, and stuff like that out a little bit on my own. So
0: that's very impressive.
1: Yeah, I I've even actually I I don't have a guitar anymore, but like I I started listening to The Cure mm-hmm. uh quite quite a bit like when I was in my a, a teenager and like just absolutely fell in love with them and like Depeche Mode and like a lot of those 80s uh bands that are that are a little more on the darker like gothic kind of side and uh Good stuff. and you know well, and, you know, and, the, and again, like Depeche Mode, like that, that was like a mix of rock and roll, but it, they kind of have that like techno, like dance kind yeah. of synth, you know, to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and so like, you know, it, it always comes back to like the dance music or the techno music or the hip hop. And so that's why like when I make music, a lot of my stuff is that is kind of like that that core of what's again kind of like interested me and other standing out you know going outside of that and finding other things that kind of pull of that music into it and mix other things with it you know so so yeah and like the with the cure like i though i i had at one point bought a guitar and and i bought an effects pedal and then i would start plugging the microphone into the effects pedal and using the effects through my vocals to make sounds and and you know the same with the guitar and and I would just listen to sit in my room and listen to like a cure song and then and then try to figure out the what you know what they're how they're playing that. And and there is a couple of like, you know, very basic tunes that they've used in their in their music that I was able to figure how to play on the guitar even and stuff like that without any kind of like schooling or anything cool. um so yeah like i I've, I've just kind of always had an ear for for certain things and so I just like felt like you know like this is kind of a sign like maybe i should try to like do something music wise and make something and try to you know like continue to use this little bit of a of Uh, You know natural ability that I might have and try to see what I can do with it, you know, kind of thing So,
0: hey, you are never too old to pursue any hobby or passion Ever
1: and and again technology has made it so easy I mean um, the radio show that I listen to they they're doing running ads for Some uh, program where you pay like monthly and you can literally get um, like you get video um, like teaching or video classes and learning how to do certain things like like every everything from tennis to music like you can get uh, video like step by step of how Serena Williams you know, like her routine of, of how she improved on playing tennis and getting better at it. And you can watch that. And then, and then the next video you could watch, like how, how to play guitar, you know, being taught by, you know, whatever famous person or, you know, like it's, you know, they're in, and YouTube alone. I mean, like if so, a lot of times now, if people want to fix something or need to fix something at home, you can look it up on YouTube and Chances are, there's a video showing you how to fix something oh, yourself. God. You know, so it's like <laughs> we technology has made it so so much more easy and things like so much more access to to how to, you know how to do things and and you know, be it hobbies or or you know things that you maybe want to know for a job or something. You know, yeah.
0: So, it, there's almost like there's no anything you can imagine is on YouTube. Yeah has been somebody's had the same question somebody's worried somebody's wondering the same thing
1: mm-hmm. yep so
0: well jesse is is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners i know you um, covered a, a lot of
1: yeah yeah uh- i've kind of snuck i've tried to sneak some little things you know uh-huh. that i just uh-huh. kind of off the top of my head in so
0: 1v1s i think i think 1v1s with anybody could go on forever because people have the interest you know
1: yeah it's yeah it definitely was like when you know we did a couple of those first ones and it was fun and it was exciting to get to just sit down with people and you know like and just kind of talk about talk with stuff and wherever the conversations goes you just kind of go with it you know Like a natural, like, like it happens in the real world.
0: (laughs) Well, Jesse, I really appreciate your taking the time to sit down with, with me and with listeners and to share all this, because like you had, I think you had mentioned it. I don't know if you mentioned it off air or on this recording, but you you do have an older one V one. But Mm -hmm. we're trying to reintroduce the founders of Boss Mm -hmm. Rush. So I'm really excited for listeners to get to know you better. I've enjoyed this because I haven't had a chance to really chat with you from a few, you know, Twitter messages and a a recording there with Boss Rush.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's you know that's been that's been the hard part about this is i've loved you know like this our our group growing but at the same time working third shift it's like i'm not i'm not around i don't get to be around when everyone's recording their stuff and get to join in on the fun because yeah like yeah this so this was this was fun doing this with you and and uh and i was definitely looking forward to it because yeah i would like to get to you know have more conversations with the the people that have joined us and stuff and and who are who are doing such an awesome job so you know like this this was definitely a pleasure for me as well so
0: thank you for helping to foster that positive community
1: yeah the, i'm yeah i'm i'm very proud of of where we're at i think we've got some some awesome fun people, you know, in our, in our group that I, you know, just absolutely look forward to listening to the shows and stuff when I can. And I, uh, that's a uh, podcast. It's, it's gotten so out of control for me. It's like four, I think I have like 40 podcasts on my podcast player that I, <laughs> that I will jump between. And so oh. I get so overwhelmed sometimes because I'm like, I really want to listen to this, but I also, Really wanna to listen to this. God, I wish there was more time in the day. <laughs> I know what
0: you mean. Like, oh my gosh, could I have more ears <laughs> somehow? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well
0: well, Jesse, where can people find you if they'd like to follow you?
1: Um, you can find me um on Twitter, um, on Xbox, on SoundCloud, on um there's a new place that I actually put my album, my album that I made in the past up. Uh, called the intervention. Um, it's, a it's a story basically told through music without any, I mean, there's, there's clips I've taken audio clips from, um, movies or shows or, or whatever is kind of, you know, like things that are, that are mixed into the music, but there's not, there's no like actual lyrics, but it, it basically the, the short, is it's basically a, it tells a story of of a version of earth that that has gotten so out of control from global warming and things like that that and just been so neglected that it's basically on its way out and um and how humans and uh, just been completely ignoring it and it got to the point of where um these these uh extraterrestrials or whatever, you know, aliens, uh, uh, from outer space that, that I, I call the keepers, um, have decided that they had to intervene and have an intervention and, and, you know, stop things from, from getting worse. And, and it's kind of a whole sci-fi thing, but it, but like the titles of the, between the titles of the songs and kind of the, the um the sound and, and feel of each song is kind of different and kind of my the best I could like try to to capture uh uh you know some form of of feeling or emotion in the in the music. And so that you can actually download it. There's a new place. It's called soundclick.com. And you can go there and it, and it should be for free. There is, I think, there is like options that I can actually make it. If I wanted to, I can make it where people have to pay to to, to download my album. But um, that's kind of my first one. It's not really what I'm doing this for to try to make any money. Um, so I just left it where it's free. And then I think, like, if you want to, you can you know, donate or whatever money. You can choose how much you want to pay for it. I don't really expect anyone to pay for it. I'd rather they just listen to it and get feedback. So so yeah, and and it's Phantom NXS on on all those things. So so basically almost anywhere you can find me is Phantom NXS.
0: Okay, great. That's really easy to remember. It's it yeah. Phantom with the letters NXS.
1: Yep, and it's all it's all one, you know, all one thing. There's no spaces between the N and the X and the S, but those are all three of those at the end are capitalized. So
0: awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, and I really look forward to listening to more of your music and engaging with you more. And I'm really yeah. for listeners to get to know you better. They've yeah. heard you on the shows, they've seen you on the shows, now they get to. Hey, let's uh, go behind the curtain a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, get a yeah, a little peek.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again so much, Jesse. This was a pleasure.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: And the listeners, uh, you can find us on bossrushgames.com. You can find us on Boss Rush Podcast, on Twitter, and oh my gosh, I think everywhere else. Instagram, Yeah. Twitter's the best way to, yeah. to keep everything. But until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Voilà oh yeah.